Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. Uh, hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Matt Foreman. I'm the lead pastor here at Cornerstone. Glad you're with us this morning. And uh, I wasn't planning on doing this, but if you could just pray for our Honduras team. Some of you guys know uh, they got delayed yesterday. Uh, there were uh, mechanical issues with the plane. By the way, it's better to be off a plane when there's mechanical issues on the plane. Uh, so they got in, I believe, at somewhere like around 1 a.m. to uh, Miami. Uh, and so they stayed overnight. And then they're going to get to Chicago, like somewhere. Anyway, it's going to be it's going to be way more long, uh, way longer than what they expected to be. Uh, but good God stuff this week was going on in Honduras. We're excited to be sharing some of that stuff, but just pray for them. Uh, many of them were probably planning on going to work tomorrow, uh, and that's not happening because uh, they are delayed. So just keep praying for them, uh, and we're looking forward to sharing some information with you later. Uh, so we're going to jump right in, uh, though. If you want to grab a Bible, you can turn to, uh, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 4 this morning. Uh, there are Bibles spread throughout the auditorium if you don't have one with you today. Uh, and then if you didn't bring one or you don't want to use one of those, you can uh, always go to sermons.church and search for Cornerstone Vineyard Church and all the scriptures and uh, film the blanks, all that stuff will be there for you this morning. And to get us started today, I'm actually, uh, I'm going to get us started by doing something a little unique. I actually brought something with me today. And what I want you to do, I'm going to uncover it in just a minute. I want to, uh, to see that if by just showing it to you, if you exactly know exactly what it is. Okay, so let me get back here a little bit. Uh, some of you probably are wondering, what's behind there? Um, so I've got a cooler. Uh, I want to know, just by looking at this, thank you. Does anybody know what this is? What? It's yummy. Yes. Okay. I'm glad we established that. Anybody else know what this is? It is dirt pudding. Now, how many of you like dirt pudding? Anybody? Oh, yes. Okay, good. Um, And so some of you are going, Matt, what are you starting with this morning? Um, uh, So I start with this dirt pudding because uh, uh, Leah's Aunt Lori, uh, when we go to family, extended family functions, uh, she is the dirt pudding guru. And it is the coveted dessert of any dessert whatsoever when you go to the family function. So much so that she has to actually hide it and strategically bring it out because we want the children to go play so all the adults can eat it. Pretty much is how it all goes, okay? And so, uh, man, there's, I don't know what it is about this, this thing, this dirt pudding stuff. By the way, if you're staying for journey groups this, this, uh, this morning, you're going to have some of this later, all right? Um, and so it, it's, but I was thinking about uh, Leah's Aunt Lori's dirt pudding this week because I don't know, there's something about this dirt pudding that just makes us go nuts. Um, and uh, we have to more and more, like, and there's rationing and all that kind of stuff about it. You can't have too much and all that kind of stuff. So now I'm going to put this away because it's kind of cold and then I want to talk about it. Um, Right there, cover that up. Okay, um, so this does have a point. All right, this morning. All right, um, if I can make this connection with the dirt pudding, I want to make this connection this morning. Kind of launch us into our topic today. Um, I think so, there are sometimes quote unquote dirt can draw us in. Case in point, the dirt pudding. Right, uh, it's the coveted dessert. Um, but that's not the only dirt that can pull us in. And some of you probably already know where I'm going this morning. Can I tell you the, the one bit of dirt uh, beyond dirt pudding that can literally pull every single one of us in, can draw us in, kind of make us go a little nuts? Can I, can I be as bold to say, I think that we can, do, we can go that way and do that, folks, with other people's dirt? There's something about, right, um, 
life situations that other people are in that just like the dirt pudding where we all just want to know, we want more and more and more and more, right? We can look at somebody else's life and the things that they're going through. And as an outsider, we want to hear about it, talk about it, maybe even give our opinions about it. It can really draw us in. We often as human beings, this is this human nature thing that we folks are often attracted to other people's dirt, which is another word for that is gossip, right? We are attracted to gossip. You know, I'm sure I'm the only one in the room though, right? No, right? We all are, right? Uh, actually, this week I was thinking, uh, uh, Tyler Munsila, who's just up here leading worship, he and I were talking Tuesday about uh, this weekend and today's teaching, and, and he said this. It'll be quoted on the screen. It says, he goes, oh, gossip, everyone's favorite sin. <laughs> and I said, Tyler, I'm going to quote you in the message this week, right? And what I, what I, what I, we laugh about that because guess what? We laugh about that because, right, folks, we know that it's true, isn't it? It is so true, right? It is something that we know that we should avoid, right? We should, like even people who don't follow Jesus know they shouldn't be gossipers. And yet, those of us, especially those of us who are followers of Jesus, we know this is something we should avoid. And yet, so often it is so easy to jump into. Honestly, sometimes, right? If we're just really honest with ourselves, daily, sometimes multiple times in a day. I mean, think about this. I was thinking about this week. Think about when you go to dinner with your friend or when you go to dinner with your spouse. Think about how much of the conversation while you're eating, just while you're eating, is about other people. I mean, Lee and I, we, we, we can go to, to, uh, we go to breakfast on Fridays and, and sometimes I get so irritated and frustrated because sometimes we can just spend so much of our time talking about other people rather than what the intention is for us to talk to each other and, and with each other and build our marriage and yet we're talking about other people. I was actually really frustrated this week. I was uh, starting to put this message together. And so Lee and I were talking about things and because uh, I needed her to make the dirt pudding because how many of you know I didn't make that dirt pudding, right? <laughs> so I needed her to make that. And so we were talking about this message and all that kind of stuff. And, and we were driving somewhere, we were going somewhere and we started talking about some things and uh, she was kind of sharing a little bit about her day and there was a, a text message conversation with somebody that was a little frustrating and all of that. And so we talked about that situation. We talked about the other person just a little bit. And then a few minutes down the road, I just wanted to like, just smack myself in the back of the head. My, my mom used to, right? She's right there. She, she used to do that. It was a loving thing. It was a loving thing. But like, I, because I was like, ah, we just gossiped about that person. Why did we do that? And honestly, it was, it was a little frustrating, but really it wasn't, it wasn't that, that like catastrophic in our lives that we needed to talk about that. And I was so irritated because we just talked about this message. And by the way, your pastor's not perfect at this. I deal with this. We, I think we all deal with this. It's so easy to do. And here's why. Look at a couple of Proverbs. Proverbs 18, 8 and 26, 22. By the way, it's the exact same verse. In both these verses, it says, the words of a gossip are like, look at this, like choice morsels that go down to the inter, innermost parts. See, the reason why this is so easy, folks, is because gossip to say or to hear are like choice morsels. It's easily desired, easily taken and consumed, easily walked out in this life, but something we ought to resist more often something we ought to resist. There's another proverb, Proverbs 10, 18. It says, whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and, and then here it is, whoever spreads slander, gossip, is, look at this, is a fool. 
How many of you want to be a fool? None of us, right? We don't want to be foolish. But yet it says if we spread gossip, by the way, guess what we all do? Guess what? How often do we live in foolish ways? We live in foolish ways. And so we ought to resist slander, gossip more often, uh, whether that's receiving it or spreading it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how do we do that? How do we do that more often? Um, and I hope that today is, is really beneficial to you. I know I was uh, super challenged by this personally in my own life this week as well. So I want you to hold that thought. We are currently in our summer series here at Cornerstone called Ancient Post, Timeless Wisdom for a Life on Purpose. And we're in the series taking a look at the book of Proverbs and the wisdom that is found in that book. It's a wisdom book. And ultimately, how do we take that wisdom that's in these, in these uh, chapters in the book of Proverbs and apply them to our lives so that we can live a life more on purpose, which I think we all would want. And so uh, today, um, uh, we're going to talk about gossip, which is really covered quite frequently in the Proverbs. There's a lot of Proverbs about that, and we're not going to look at any more today, but we already looked at a couple of them, right? There are a lot about this, this idea of gossip and how to avoid that and reasons to avoid uh, gossip. And so we're going to use those ones that we just looked at, right, in the book of Proverbs uh, as a springboard to our main text in Ephesians chapter 4 today. And again, my hope today is that as we uncover this today, that we all, all of us would be in a position where we would get some insight, some tools to help us ultimately realize, uh, man, it would be better if we could do this, realize when, when gossip is starting to creep in on us um, and ultimately how to deal with it when it does. Uh, and I, I really hope this is super practical for, for you. And we're going to look at a, a chunk of scripture in Ephesians chapter 4, which might be a very uh, familiar text to many of you. Um, it's actually one that I refer to. I feel like I refer to this text probably more than any other in scripture. Because um, some of you, there's actually, a, uh, I'm going to go on a tangent. Um, there's a proverb that says, uh, when words are many, sin is not absent. I don't have the reference for you. But that, we... It is a phenomenal proverb where, where, where words are many, sin is not absent. And so how many of you know Matt likes to talk a little bit? And so, <laughs> oh, goodness gracious, that was not planned. All right. Um, and so, so I think like the reality is, is like for this chunk of scripture, like I, I've, I've memorized this chunk of scripture just because like I, Matt Porman needs more of this in, in his life. And folks, I, I would... I, be probably pastorally just loving. I think you and I, we all need more of this in our life. All right, and so let's look at this, Ephesians chapter four, um, starting verse 29. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness Rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So our title today is Blabbermouth, Readjusting Our Attraction to Everyone Else's Latest Dirt. And uh, today what we're going to do is we're going to look at two specific details from this text um, that will help us do just that, readjust our attraction. Uh, my goal for today is that when you walk out these doors today, that you would go, I have tools now to readjust my attraction to the, like the dirt pudding thing. Like you'd be able to go, no, I'm good. And by the way, that, if you're on a diet, saying no to the dirt pudding is a good thing, right? And so like my hope that is we would all get on a gossip diet and we would go, no, I'm good. We would readjust our attraction to everyone else's dirt uh, as of today. All right, so that's where we're headed, uh, and we'll do a couple practical things at the very end. So if you would pause and pray with me, I will pray, and then I'll give you a couple things to think about. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, 
We come to you this morning, and uh, this is a topic that it touches every single person. I think sometimes when we do messages on the weekends, it might not apply to everyone. This one applies to every single human being. And so I pray that you would take the words that I have prepared today and you would multiply them a hundredfold. That you would do something supernatural in us, God, that we did not have when we came in. There's probably some of us that are better at this than others, but all of us, God, we can tip the scales of this. And so we need you, God. So come in and do something among us, we pray. If I stand up here and just talk for a while, I'm not sure it'll be all that useful, but if you do something among us, man, it would be well worth our time. So change us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Two points today. You can write this first thing, uh, first one on your handout. It's a little wordy. I'm sorry. But maybe not the best way to say it, but uh, here we go. Readjusting our attraction to gossip includes, number one, habitually calculating our words, quote-unquote, benefit level. Habitually calculating our words, benefit level. And, and I put that word habitually in there because it's continually, right? But ultimately, the idea that I want to uncover in this point is actually calculating the benefit level. What, is, uh, what am I going to say? That, is this going to be helpful or not so helpful? But it comes from uh, verse 29. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only, look at this, only, that's an important word, only what is helpful for building others up according to the leads, that it may benefit those who listen. So we've got to calculate the what's going to come out of these things, all right, our mouths, right? Is it going to be a benefit? Or is it going to be, have some value to the other person? Or ultimately, is it going to be harmful and destructive? And if it's harmful and destructive, we probably just need to keep it to ourselves, right? You probably heard that one thing like, can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all, right? Can I just say that's wisdom? Can I, if we literally cannot say anything nice, then we should just not say anything at all. How many of you know if we lived by that, we would live a whole lot better life? That's scripture, that's following this text, right? How many of you have ever said something and then like, it may have been even immediate or like the the next day you go, gosh, I should have never said that. Right? We've all been there. Some of you are going, don't nudge anybody because that was happening last night, I know, right? I was thinking this week about uh, several years ago, Lee and I were hanging out with some uh, friends of ours and they were going through some messy stuff in their life and, um, and I shared with them something that someone else said about them. Like, have you ever been in a position where you're like, I love you guys so much and some, this, said, this person said something about you and so to protect you, I'm gonna tell you what they said. Have you ever been there, right? And we, by the way, we can justify our sin, right? So I was justifying this, like, no, I'm protecting you guys and all this kind of stuff. And and so I was thinking about that again this week. And um, if I would have calculated the benefit level of what I said, can I just tell you, I would have said nothing. Because what ended up happening at that point is those people got super offended. And then they went to the other people and they're, ah, and there's all this kind of stuff. There was so much like uh, challenging dialogue that ended up happening. And by the way, it all got resolved in the, in, the, in the long run. But it took so much conversation to fix my one word. I did not calculate the benefit level of this. And, I, and, and, and even this week as I was remembering that, I was, I was almost heavy in the reality of going, Gosh, man, I wish, I, I wish God I could go back and I could not say that. I really wish I could go back and not said it. I think if we don't calculate the benefit or the lack thereof of what we're gonna say, folks, we end up doing one of two things. Um, the, the first one is that we can t- sometimes tell someone uh, information about someone else that might actually be wrong. 
We talked a few weeks ago about the fact that we, uh, there are two sides to every story, right? Sometimes we only heard, hear the one person's side of the story and then we go, go tell everybody else about it and we don't even know the other side. So we could literally tell somebody, we can fall, fall into this where we could tell them the wrong information. And, and maybe long-term they need to know, but we can sometimes give them the wrong information because we don't have all the information ourselves. Or two, we can sometimes tell someone uh, something about someone else that is true, it's the right information, but they don't need to know. Right? By the way, neither one of those things generally have good outcomes. Telling somebody wrong information or even the right information, but they don't need to know. Because what happens is, is when, we, when we do that, when we, when we don't calculate what's coming out of here, and we ultimately just go ahead and do that, then all, all, what we do is, like I was thinking back to my situation, can I just tell you that I put some really painful wheels in motion. I did that. And, and it didn't have to go that way. So I think there's real value in us asking ourselves the question, is what I'm about to say beneficial and helpful? Actually, Rick, Rick Warren, he's a pastor in California, uh, and he says this about gossip. He says, we, when we're talking about a situation with someone who is neither part of the problem or part of the solution, then look at this, then we are probably gossiping. Can I say that's a pretty good definition of gossip? Right, because sometimes, right, if Lee and I have a marital situation, we need to talk about it, talk about it to, with each other, right? Um, and if we're, if we're part of the problem, right? If we're part of the solution, people sometimes call me and say, hey, Matt, can you meet with us? Because we, we don't know what to do with the situation, all that kind of stuff. Then I'm part of the solution. They've invited me in. But if I'm neither part of the problem or part of the solution and I'm talking about somebody else, guess what, guys? We're probably gossiping. And so I think this question we need to ask ourselves, is the person I'm talking to, are they asking me to be part of the solution of this? Because they're actually the ones, how many, I think so often we can be in, a, we are never part of the solution and yet we talk, 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 talk. Now, if somebody pulls you in to be part of the solution, then be part of the solution. But that doesn't mean you go around and then tell your spouse. Man, can I tell you, like Lena, we're talking this week, I think sometimes the marriage relationship can be one of the most challenging with gossip stuff because we feel like, well, when do I get to vent? By the way, venting's not really in scripture. Sometimes we can justify this because, well, I got, well, I'll tell, I tell Leah everything. She tells me everything. Well, I think so, right? <laughs> but that, that's just justification of that. And, and what, we, what we do when we justify all that, then folks, we could really, really trip ourselves up like I did in that situation. So I want to pause for a moment because as I was pondering that this week and, you know, even this week, the trip-ups that Matt Poorman had, God, I, just got, I got really frustrated. I got really frustrated. And I, and I didn't get frustrated with God because he's good. I got frustrated with me. And go, why is this so stinking hard? Why is this so frustrating? Why, why can't I just get a grip on this thing? And so, um, so I, um, I wanted to... I wanted to pause and I want to take a minute and um, I'm actually going to have uh, Nathaniel play a little bit of piano music and I want to take, um, this is something we don't normally do, I want to pray. I want to pray for some of you and include myself in this. Um, ultimately, that, uh, because we could either do one of two things, right? We could leave here and we could keep living the same way we are and we just keep being frustrated with ourselves that we're ultimately going to keep gossiping and not calculating the benefit of everything. Or ultimately, we can let God do something in us and actually potentially change this. And so uh, I, I wanted to pray for some of you um, if here in a minute, you can go ahead and pull that. Yeah, whenever. 
I'm gonna pray. Um, if, if you wanna get, and here's what I'm gonna ask you. Don't just, if you wanna, I'm gonna have you stand in a minute, but if you, don't stand just because somebody else is standing. Like if you really want God to move in you this morning, right? We just sang about the fact, the fact that we can have an encounter with the Holy God. If you want God to move in you this morning, that you could be better at calculating the benefit of what you say, then I wanna take some time to pray. And so uh, there's a verse in James 1.19 that says, and so we're gonna pray that we could do this. In James 1.19, every one of you should be quick to listen and slow to speak. That's gonna be my prayer. So if you wanna get in on that, would you stand where you are now? Go ahead. Okay. You don't have to stand. Just if you wanna do this, this is a meaningful thing, I think. So those of you that have people around you, all right, you're gonna now be on the prayer team, okay? And so uh, I would love it if you would, uh, like if somebody's near you and that's standing, would you just break, place your hand on a shoulder? Maybe you can come up here with me. Abby, you can come up too. Okay, we're just gonna place, hold somebody. If you came with somebody who's standing up next to you, hold, hold their hand, those kind of things. Okay, we're just gonna take a minute. We're gonna pray. Okay, so let's pray. So Father God, I just, I just admit right now, I don't want to be frustrated about this anymore. I want your help, God to be able to effectively calculate what's coming out of my mouth. Because I don't want to injure people. I, I don't want to injure the people, God, that are your people, your children. So God, I pray for us this morning, those of us that are standing, God, that you, Holy Spirit, would come and do a mighty work in us today, this very moment. God, while we are praying this prayer, God, that you would change us. That, that we, God, would not perpetuate gossip, slander. That we would not be so attracted to someone else's dirt that ultimately we are willing to put aside our own goodness. God, that we would be slow to speak and quick to listen. God, I pray even like, I pray like the, in, in the Old Testament, there were times where things happened and, and you literally shut the mouths of human beings. God, would you, if we're in a place where we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna spew gossip, God, would you just shut our mouths? You would give us supernatural power and ability, God, that as Tyler has said, his quote, that it's everyone's favorite sin, that it would be our favorite one to avoid. But God, we need your help. We will not be able to do this on our own. By human standards, we are drawn to this. So help us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, you guys can take a seat. Thanks for letting me pray for you in the midst of that. There's sometimes every, every now and then I just do that because I just get really irritated with myself. How, how many, by the way, it is good for us to wrestle with stuff inside of our soul with scripture and all that kind of stuff. This is good stuff. So I hope that as you walk out of here, that's uh, helpful for you too. Um, here's the, la la the last practical thing for this point and then we'll move on. Um, we ultimately, folks, we need to think. And I get, I've, I've, there's an acronym. Somebody gave me this years ago. Uh, I think we need to think about uh, what we say. And that's this, that it, it's, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it insightful? Is it necessary? Is it kind? And you don't have to write that down today because I'm actually gonna give you a bookmark on your way out with that on it today, all right? Um, as a reminder to us that you can put that somewhere. But we need, folks, if what, if what we're gonna say, is it true? I mean, and maybe we think it's true, but maybe we need to run through the rest of these. Is it helpful? Because maybe it is true, but gosh, it ain't gonna be helpful. All right, put that up back up there one more time for me, please, if you would. 
all right? Is it insightful, right? Somebody, by the way, sometimes, like, uh, if we're in a situation in a relationship with somebody, sometimes we get, they don't see it because they're so close, and you go, hey, I love you enough to tell you I see this in you, right? And I, by the way, always if you do that, it might be helpful to go, hey, God, should I say this? Sometimes God says no, right? But if you're supposed to say that, God says yes, and you're supposed to say that, uh, go in humbly and go, hey, I could be wrong, but this is what I see. Just wanted to throw that out there. Don't, like, throw the hammer down. All right, uh, uh, second to last one, necessary. Is it necessary? Uh, I was actually thinking about uh, a situation with uh, somebody I care for, and uh, how, some, <laughs> some of you guys know that some people parent differently than you do. And there were some people that parented differently than me, and I, I was like, I'm gonna go tell them. Their kids are a mess. And I felt like I prayed about, uh, and God said no every time that I was supposed to do that. And because ultimately he said, Matt, it's not necessary. It's not your job. You're not, you're not the authority over them. So it is not your job. I can take care of that. It wasn't necessary. And by the way, things are better now, right? God took care of that without me, right? And then the last thing, is it kind? You know, I think, man, we can just do, we're gonna talk more about that in second, the second point. But if we calculate, if we can think, if we can calculate the benefit of what we're gonna say, folks, I really think that we could, um, we could change our attraction to gossip. We could change it significantly. So that's point number one. Readjusting our attraction to gossip includes habitually calculating our words benefit level. Second thing, you can write this in. Readjusting our attraction to gossip includes living to always be and see the best. You can write that in. Living to always see and be the best. I actually love this image that's on there. Uh, we, I think we can blow it up a little bit. Uh, it said, right, optimist, uh, right, pessimist, right, realist, and me with the Superman thing, whatever. Um, and I think this point is this that I want to get at is, uh, folks, it, it is good for us to live life most often in the last category. In the last category. Uh, essentially, be our best selves. And not only be our best selves, but see also the best in others rather than the worst. Man, I'm guilty of seeing the worst in people way more than I can see the best in people sometimes. If we took a look, take a look back at the text, it says in verse 31, it gives us a list of things to get rid of in our lives. And, and I think you'll agree that uh, things that if we get rid of them, we will end up being our best selves, okay? It says, it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. I think, again, if you look at that list, you go, man, if I could avoid all of that stuff, I would probably be the best version of myself, right? Rage and anger, brawling, all that, like if, if I never did any of that stuff, I would probably be a pretty darn good version of myself. And then of course, it's interesting that there are uh, two specific words in that list, right? Slander and malice, right? The reality is, is this actually talking about gossip? Slander is gossip, right? Which, the, these are the definitions of slander and malice. A false and offensive statement or report Malice, the desire to inflict injury, harm, or suffering on another. These two words are in the list and they describe gossip. I don't think that's happenstance. So being a part, uh, being our best selves, being part, uh, a part of doing that is getting a grip on gossip, folks. It really, if we want to be the best version of ourselves, we got to get a grip on this gossip thing. Now we're going to talk about a couple of practical ways to do that in just a moment, but um, that list of attributes, those, those negative things, right? This is part of the process of, this, of the readjustment, the reorienting of our lives is to not be of, of those attributes, to be of holy attributes. And I love it though, the text doesn't stop there. It also says that we need to not only get rid of some things, but we also need to embrace some things, right? It says in verse 32, be kind and compassionate to one another 
forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. And I think the part that I want to focus on uh, the rest of this point is the idea of being kind. Uh, If I can make the correlation right, to live a life that we are kind enough that we can see the best in someone rather than the worst of someone. Ultimately, just be nice. How many of you know we're not living in a nice culture? Actually says, in uh, this, this quote from Mark Twain, he once said this, he said, kindness is the language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. So you, don't have to, you don't even have to see somebody's face. You don't even have to hear what they say. But if we are kind, folks, it is, it is a universal language. I love that. We are called to be kind and compassionate, not, not seeing the worst of people, but to see the best. It actually says in 2 Timothy 2.24, it says, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome. He must be kind to all those that he likes. Oh, but kind to what? Everybody say it together. Everyone, right? Kind to everyone. By the way, I, I, if you've never looked up uh, words of scripture, go to blueletterbible.com. Uh, it's a great resource that I use when I, look at everyone. And sometimes it has greater meaning, but guess what? That means everyone, Right? doesn't mean that we, we get to pick and choose. I found another quote that I think applied to this point very much in my life uh, as well. It says, don't be yourself, be someone a little nicer. I like that. Because guess what? If, we're, if we are ourselves, like we, we prayed about that just a minute ago, right? If we are ourselves, by our human standards, folks, we are not, we are going to default to being attracted to other people's dirt and to gossip and all kind of stuff. But if we are if, if, outside of myself, be who God's really made me to be, we would be people a whole heck of a lot nicer. I, I want to, personally in my life, I want to get rid of this desire to be crazy gossipers who speak like all this negative stuff about other people. And you know what I want to do? I want to become a crazy encourager. Some of you, you have that gifting. Like I think I'm looking at Betsy. But you don't even know Betsy. Betsy's like a crazy encourager, right? But again, like I, I, want, to be, I want to be more like, but ultimately, like I want to be not a crazy gossiper. I want to be a crazy encourager. And, I, and I'm not going to stand up here this morning and tell you that this is an easy task. But can I tell you that it is crucial for us if we want to live a life that is worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ, this is a necessary journey we have to continue to be on. We have to walk it out. And by the way, it's the way that Jesus would actually prefer us to live. Look at verse 30 of our text. Look at this, this is so interesting. It says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And Paul is the writer here in Ephesians, the apostle Paul. And essentially Paul is saying this in this part of the text. He's saying, hey, hey, if you're gonna live your life like this, folks, if you're gonna live reckless with your words, you're not gonna calculate the benefit of that. You're gonna continue to gossip. You're gonna continue to slander. You're gonna continue to do that. It actually says here that you are literally, we are literally going to make God sad. Let me let that sink in for a minute. We literally are going to make, we're going to grieve the Holy Spirit of God. That gives me chills even saying that because how many, I do, I do not. We are sinful people that will do sinful things. But my gosh, do I not want to grieve the Holy Spirit of God? I do not. And so we have to get a good grip on this. And so I was thinking, man, what would that look like? What would this look like Folks, if we would see the best in people, that would be our default rather than the worst. How, what would that look like? Can I just tell you, I think we would live in a completely different world. One that I think would mirror heaven. 
And then I started thinking about this. Started thinking about this this week. Some of you already know where this is going, right? The Olympics are going on. Simone Biles, great Olympian, decided uh, because of her mental well-being this this week that she was going to pull herself out of the individual all-around competition, which, by the way, personally for me, and this is just my opinion, is that I really respected that decision. But gosh, can I tell you, not just a few hours later, we've seen things like this. Look at this. Charlie Kirk calls Simone Biles a selfish sociopath and a shame to the country. We are raising a generation of weak people like Simone Biles. And then from Piers Morgan, this one. Our mental health issues, quote unquote, now the go-to excuse for any poor performance in elite sport. What a joke. Just admit you did badly, make mistakes, and we'll strive to do better next time. Kids need strong role models, not this nonsense. Can I just tell you, that disgusted me. Because my gosh, are they, uh, what, are the, what they're doing is they're defaulting to the worst of Simone Biles, right? She's in a pretty vulnerable moment in her life and those kind of things. And by the way, none of us are Olympic athletes. We have no idea what that's like to do that, right? And yet we're, we're gonna like throw stones at her. Think of her worst rather than her best. And then I started thinking about this, folks, guess what? When we gossip about the other person, we are no better than those guys. So I know, like this morning I was thinking, oh, yeah, we can throw stones at those guys, but we are no better. And I want to live completely different than that. Can I say I want a church that lives differently than that? I want to be able to live in a place where, by the way, side note, like, God's, God, we are all God's children. We, we have been, even though sometimes, right, the reality is uh, some people acknowledge God, some people don't, but the reality is, is he is the creator, and when we gossip and we see the worst of somebody, guess what? We ultimately are reflecting and going, hey, God, we're giving a reflection to the holy God about how bad he may have done. I think we need to be better. I need to be better. So I, I, I just hope that this, this morning that that is something for all of us to think, think through and kind of try to grasp this morning. Um, I am too guilty of looking at the worst rather than the best. And sometimes I actually look at even the worst of some of the people that I love the most and rather than seeing their best. So something to consider. That's the second point. Readjusting our attraction to gossip includes living to always be and see the best. Uh, to close, Tyler's going to come up. He's going to play guitar a little bit. Uh, I'm going to uh, just close with two practical things. I mentioned those to you that I want to. I want you to leave today with a couple of real practical, tangible things uh, to kind of maybe do this better. Um, I already mentioned the THINK acronym, right? And I'll give you bookmarks on your way out today with the true, helpful, insightful, necessary kind, all that. And again, folks, we need to seek God's help. We, that's why we did that prayer and all kind of stuff. But two other things. Uh, you can write this first one down. Uh, the first one is stop the conversation. You can write that in on your handout. Um, and what I mean by this is that if somebody comes up to you and they start a conversation with you and you're, you're starting to feel like, like maybe like gossip is about ready to come, can I just really tell you to, to stop them in mid-conversation and say this? Say, I don't know what you're about to tell me, but if I'm not part of the problem or part of the solution, I think that we probably are gonna go to a place that we shouldn't go. And then let them kind of talk that out. And then the reality is sometimes they go, yeah, you're probably right. We're not part of the problem. Okay, maybe we need to. And by the way, this, this one is easy to say really hard relationally. Really hard. Because this is a point where you, like to confront somebody in the moment, ooh, that's tough. 
But I think if we want to get a grip on this gospel stuff, we've got to stop the conversation. We've got to be willing to live in the awkward moment with the human being that we actually care for and say, hey, I, I need to stop this because I think we're going to go in a bad place. Um, this wasn't in my notes, but actually it's really funny. Lee and I were, I always, I always do the message uh, on Thursday mornings. It's kind of a run through and those kind of things. And Josh, uh, our executive pastor, he's on vacation this week. So he wasn't here. So I had Leah uh, in this conversation with me and I'm up here teaching about gossip and Leah put this into practice. She actually had somebody text her information about somebody else in the church that we needed to know as pastors. And I appreciated my wife significantly because she said, hey, I think we need to stop this conversation um, because I think we're just gossiping about that person. So it's pretty interesting that that was happening while I was teaching about gossip. And and it was relationally hard. Like it it was not, uh, some of you know, Leah's a people pleaser. And so it was hard for Leah. Some of you know, I'm not a people pleaser. I can just say the hard stuff, right? But that was a big deal for Leah to say the hard thing in that moment. Relationally challenging, but so necessary to stop the conversation. So that's the first thing. Second thing, you can write this in. Send them to the other person. I think we need to ask if, if, if they're talking about a situation, they're actually part of the problem, right? They're in, there's a situation with them and maybe they are coming to you to get counsel and whatever. Like again, that, there might be some value in the midst of that, right? Um, but I would say this, it's asking this question, have you gone to the other person and, and asked them about it? Look at this verse in Matthew. This is, the, this is the conflict model that God has set forth for us in scripture. It says in Matthew 18, it says, if your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault. Look at this, just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. But if he will not listen, then take one or two others along so that every matter be established for the testimony of two or three witnesses. Notice that that does not involve going to someone else before you go to the person. You go to the person first. And I think we mess this up all the time where we, we go, well, I got I to gotta go to, it is not to go to your best friend. It is not to go to your sister. It is not to go to your spouse. It is to go to the person and have a conversation. And then I was thinking, uh, Leah and I were talking this week, we're like, well, the, the Christian way of gossiping, by the way, is, oh, I need to tell you this so you can pray about them. That ain't it, folks. That is not it. Those two people need to have a conversation and you can sometimes step out of now. Again, if they pull you in, like sometimes pastorally, I get pulled into those things. I think that they're inviting you into that. That's one thing. Send them back to the other person. That's the biblical model. Send them to the other person. And so I think that the point is, those are two practical things. I think if we can stop the conversation, press through the awkwardness of that, and then we can actually send them back to the person, I do think that, that we would be, I think we would start to drown out some of the gossip attraction around us. That doesn't mean that we're gonna, it's all gonna go away and it's gonna be real easy. But I think we'll kind of start drowning some of that stuff out. And I don't know about you, I want some of that drowned out more in my life, significantly. So that's our message today. Why don't you stand? We're gonna move into a time of prayer this morning. I'm going to bring those lights down, Diane, if you would. Um, so obviously we took some time to pray during uh, the message time this morning. So uh, I just want to uh, have a couple opportunities to receive prayer. If you're on the prayer crew, you can go ahead and make your way forward. Um, our prayer crew is available to pray about anything going on in your life. And so if you came this morning 
uh, just going, I just need somebody to pray because I got a job interview or I've got this doctor's appointment or those kind of things. It has nothing to do with the message. Just come up here, sit in the front row and they'll pray about anything going on in your life. Uh, physically, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, financially, whatever, okay? Just come up here and do that. Um, but I did want to ha- offer up one group prayer. Um, many of you guys know Betsy. She's on our board here at the church. And so uh, I'm going to have Bre- Betsy pray uh, a prayer. And, and it's, many of you will be done and you'll walk out and, and you'll be done for the morning. But th- this might just apply to a couple people this morning. Is that you're here this morning and maybe it's somewhere in your past or maybe it was sometime this week, but you are, you are on the other side of the gossip. Somebody's been gossiping about you. Somebody's been saying negative things about you. And right now you're hurt. It's painful. By the way, gossip is painful. It's very painful. And so if, if you just need God's healing this morning uh, for the heartache that that has caused in your life, that somebody else is talking about you, um, I'm gonna have Betsy just do a two-minute prayer. Just a blessing prayer over you. Um, I think there's value to, to giving that up to God because how many of you know that that could actually, if that, it sits in your soul, that could actually create a root of bitterness that you do not want. So if you've experienced it, if you've if somebody is talking about you or spreading things about you and it's, and it's hurting you, just come up, let Betsy pray for you for like two minutes after the service and then you'll be done. Betsy's gotta be two minutes. Sometimes she'll pray for 10, right? Okay, so that, that's the opportunity there. Uh, so our prayer crew, uh, Mark and the other people will be up here. Uh, if you want, if, if that's a specific area that I wanted to make sure I felt like God was wanting us to pray about this morning, okay? If you're done for the morning, on the way out, the ushers will have uh, car conversations. There's conversations to dig deeper into today's topic. So you can grab those on your way out. You can talk about them on the ride home if you have people in your car. You can do them on your own personal Bible study and a small group, those kind of things, grab those. And then they will also be handing out, I got bookmarks that say, think on it right, for you to put that somewhere and to remember that. Because I, I, if you're like me, I need something practical, right, to help me not do this uh, more often. So you can grab those on your way out uh, as well. And then if you don't have to rush out the door, man, we would love, and relationship is at our core, we would want you to actually hang around and meet somebody, get somebody to meet you, um, go up and talk to people out in the atrium, those kind of things, hang out, grab a cup of coffee. Um, and if you're new, I'll be out by the front door. I would love to say hello to you before you leave today, okay? So that's it. I want to pray and then we'll be done. So Lord Jesus, we thank you for joining us in this place this morning, for doing a mighty work among us, God. We pray right now if there are people that need prayer, God, that you would uh, help them move forward uh, as everybody else is going to be exiting and they need to move forward. If they need to come up with a prayer with Betsy because there are people that are saying things about them and it's painful, or if they've just got to come to the prayer crew this morning because they've got uh, you know, a job interview or something, God, something they just need somebody to pray for them. Don't let them leave if they've got something that they need somebody to pray for them. Thank you for this time. And as your church leaves the building today, God, we know the church is the people, not the building. Pray that you go before us, with us, behind us, and all that we think, say, and do. And we would make Jesus Christ famous by our words and actions and bring us all back together again next week. Pray this in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.